Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What's happening, everybody? Happy Hump Day. Today is Wednesday, the 12th of May. We are, uh, what are we, seven, nine, nine days away from the start of the May 2-4 long weekend? That's right. It's almost here. So we're going to talk about summertime coming up on this edition of After 9. We're also going to talk about dating because inevitably, guys, there will be an opportunity in either the near or far future for you to go out and interact with another human on an intimate level in public. Yeah. Oh, hello. It's a weird way of putting it. You, yeah, you can't like fuck him in public or anything. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. That's coming up. First off, I was thinking about this yesterday. I watched that holy disaster of Dr. Williams come out to explain that Ontario's pausing <laughs> the AstraZeneca vaccine for first doses. And I'm thinking to myself, could you not have come up with a more diplomatic way of putting that? Could you not have phrased that any differently? To try and reassure people who have already had AstraZeneca, David Williams said, uh, here it is right here. For those who have already had the AstraZeneca vaccine, you made the right decision to get the vaccine based on the advice available at the time. What is based on the advice available at the time least, supposed to mean? Or at least be more specific because we thought that the supply was there. And maybe I'm going to assume maybe possibly that's what he meant. And I know they're pausing it for a couple different reasons. Yes, of course, we know that there are some things associated with it. With it but they they have said all along that the, the risks far out, like don't even worry about it, right? It's doing, it's doing its job for the most part. That's what they've said the whole time. Fine. Yeah. Could you not have started with, and it's not his job to be human, though. Let's not forget, Dr. David Williams, like, he's a, he's a doctor. It's not his job to emotionally support us through this. It really isn't. But, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if you started with, hey, you got the AstraZeneca, you did the right thing. And then continue on with, you know, thank you. Thank you for doing that right thing. Thank you for getting your that shot in your arm because you want to make sure that you do your part to get us back to normal or whatever the new normal might be or get us back to a summer where we can actually do things thank you for that uh now here's a little more detail about why we're pausing it you know but no it can't be like that it can't (laughs) it's just pure fucking incompetence like who is in charge of the communications for all of this i mean this is the same astrazeneca vaccine guys remember that initially approved quick i mean america still Hasn't approved it, but we did early and and it was approved, but not for older people. Then they flipped the script at the last minute and said, "Uh, actually, it's only supposed to be for old people, young people Uh, or no. How did it go? It was initially not approved for old people, right? It wasn't approved for 55 plus. Then it was only for 55 plus. I might have that backwards because it's changed so many times. Mm But then they pumped it into people's arms and they got everybody all excited about it. And we knew there was a minor risk of blood clots. I mean, there's been 12 reported cases, three fatal out of over two million dispersed across Canada. It's a relatively low number of people that are going to catch it. But they knew this risk was there all along. They never upsold any of the risk. They just said, get it. The best vaccine for you is the first vaccine you're offered. All that sort of shit, right? And that was fine. We knew there was a risk, but it was minimal. It doesn't seem like the risk has changed, but now they're canceling it. And it's weird because in Ontario, we've paused the first dose out of an abundance of caution, they say, because there's been reports of blood clots. 
But Alberta, at the exact same time, also paused AstraZeneca, but they didn't blame the blood clots. They blamed supply issues. We're not going to bother giving people a first dose of AstraZeneca because we don't know if there's enough coming to give you a second dose of AstraZeneca. So we're just going to start you on the Pfizer or Moderna. What is going on? Like, regular people are very, very, very confused by the people who are supposed to be reassuring us. Yeah, and I think at this point, even, like, people are like, I guess my best bet would be to call my family doctor, for example. Okay, but I'm not even sure that uh, that that anyone is making it clear to those those family doctors of what, what the next step should be. And I don't know. Let's just use up what we have, please, and get the second shots in arms uh, for the supply that we do have. And, and if it's not here in Canada and if it's elsewhere, make sure that we get it here or do our best to get it here so that we can give those second shots. Because I feel like otherwise some people might be starting fresh, you know, with a, with a Pfizer or a Moderna. And then, like, we're back to square one, basically. I mean, the efficacy, there's still a little bit of efficacy there. Yes, sure, absolutely. And it's still done, done some good. But, I mean, come on. I mean, if I was the one that had AstraZeneca, I'd be like, give me a fucking break here. Yes. Yes. You know, it's so crazy to me that we can't get all on the same page here. Is it because of a supply issue? Is it because of the blood clots? Is it both? Like, what is going on? I, you know what? I, I feel actually, at first, when I heard the announcement, I felt bad for people that had gotten AstraZeneca because you were basically pushed into it. You were either going to get it or you were shamed for not getting it. And you got it. And now they're saying, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. You guys will probably be fine, but we're not going to do that anymore. But what are they supposed to think? And now... I guess you got to double down. If you've already had the first shot, now that we're not giving it out as a first shot anymore, you might as well get the second shot. I mean, even Dr. Isaac Bogosh yesterday came out and said, your odds of developing a blood clot from the second dose of it are far less than your odds of developing a blood clot from the first dose of it. So, I mean, I guess that's good peace of mind, but every turn they're, they're downplaying AstraZeneca to really pump up the mRNA vaccines, which are Pfizer and Moderna. It's bizarre to me how all this is getting rolled out. It really is. And and you know what? There's an interesting uh, tweets, a series of tweets that came out yesterday from the Toronto Sun's Joe Warmington. I've known Joe for many years. He's a really, really good reporter, and I think that he tends to call it the way he sees it. He had an interesting theory yesterday. He says, we all owe an apology to people like Randy Hillier and who uh, Maxime Bernier, some of the other people who have been traveling to these anti-mask rallies and so on and so forth. He said we owe them an apology because they were skeptical from the start and we villainized them. Do you think we actually owe them an apology or did, were they just going over the top being dicks anyway? I think a lot of people – no, I don't think – no, I don't think it's about necessarily an apology right now because I think there's a lot of shit that went down and things have changed throughout this past year plus now, right? We've changed our thought process and things have changed. There's been people who've been hardcore from day one about it one way or another. I don't really think necessarily apologies need to need to be there. I don't think I really criticize them for anything unreasonable other than them just flagrantly flaunting some of the rules like wear a mask. Uh, And I don't even know if I did that in the podcast. I might have just thought that. Uh, But yeah, there's some people suggesting that maybe we do owe them an apology for trying to villainize them. The people who didn't get a vaccine yet that are eligible that didn't get one. 
I mean, let's be honest. There's a certain amount of shaming that goes on there. <gasps> what do you mean you didn't get the vaccine? Are you an anti-vaxxer? What's your problem? Do you not want this pandemic to end? Yeah, those people who didn't get one have been shamed like crazy in some yeah. cases. Yeah, and sometimes though the and, and sometimes the opposite, right? The people who have. I've seen it too. Oh, you sheep. Like somebody oh, posts I know. A, somebody posts their vaccine pick and it's right away someone might be saying something along those lines, right? Like, okay, yo, why don't you get in the fucking line with your rest of your herd? Like, fuck, you don't need to, you know. We don't even need that. It's a no- we're going to be in lockdown no matter what till 2023, don't you guys fucking know? Just a flu. Yeah, whatever. That sort of shit. Whatever. You're yeah. damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So I say just do your do your fucking thing. Like just do your own thing. I don't even give a shit at this point. I'm I'm so happy to see that people are willing to get the vaccine and that will speak volumes and we'll see that in the numbers and hopefully that will change things come a couple of months from now at least. One thing I do want to say about AstraZeneca is for those who did get it, half of what the government messaging is, is right. You did the right thing by getting your vaccine. I happen to believe that it's probably safe. I mean, the AstraZeneca one was the main one they were giving out in the UK and the UK is reopening. They're doing great in the UK. Mm -hmm. Lots Mm -hmm. of people got it. Millions of people got it and they're doing fine. So I think you'll be fine. And the bonus here is you're probably going to get your second shot much, much, much faster than people who have got AstraZeneca. Sorry, who have got Pfizer or Moderna. Mm -hmm. If you got your first shot of AstraZeneca and you want your second shot, Since they're not giving it out as a first shot anymore, the supply we do get in is going to go to you. That means you're going to be fully vaccinated before most people. So I think that there's some silver lining here. You just got to get over that risk. And it's a fairly small risk. Some people say your odds of getting a blood clot are worse flying in an airplane than they are from the AstraZeneca vaccine. People don't focus on the millions who had it and are just fine. They'll focus on the three people that died from a blood clot in Canada. So uh, try and take the good with the bad, everybody. It's always a good idea to talk to your doctor. But I did happen to get Pfizer when I got my first shot, and I'm happy that I've had my first shot. For those who uh, are waiting for their second shot, you're going to get it soon if you're on AstraZeneca. And I think that's great. You should be real happy about that. Where is Doug Ford? I don't know. Us. Nobody knows. That Nobody knows. fucking knows. He's hiding or something. I don't I don't know. Mind Doug, you, I did see you? a couple of tweets come his way, and and some, we've, sometimes we've gone days without even seeing that, and it doesn't mean that it's necessarily him putting them out. I'm not even sure who does. I know at one point someone was running his social media. Are they still? I don't know. Maybe. But I would have least... thought his entire team got fired by now. <laughs> You'd yeah. think. I I don't know. He he did he did send out some tweets more uh, recently. Um, a, a, a Doug Ford did. Uh, well. Correct? I, Yeah, he has sent some. And I'm really the thing that confuses me is why he wasn't part of that transit announcement yesterday. And I think back to Rob Ford. I love Rob Ford. Rob was a frequent guest on our FM radio show and a really, really good mayor. We all know about his uh, struggles, but he was great. And one of the things that Rob was all about was taking transit underground. What was the expression? Subways, subways, subways. And Doug Ford championed that cause as well he wants subways and it makes sense let's get some cars off the road underground transit is great well yesterday there was this massive announcement 12 billion dollars in funding for five major transit projects between toronto and hamilton four subway projects in the gta including that ontario line and a rapid transit project in hamilton 
They say the funding is part of an agreement with the Ontario government that will see Ottawa contribute 40% of the cost of the projects. Provincial Transportation Minister Carolyn Mulroney said that all of them are on track for completion on a variety of different timelines between 2029 and 2030. That's pretty good that in less than 10 years, we're going to have subways that actually cover the whole city. Similar, Mm -hmm. not the same, but similar to how New York City operates. You'll be able to take a subway most places. There's nowhere you won't be able to get on transit. Scarborough is finally going to have subway access. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why Doug Ford didn't participate in this announcement yesterday. Is it just a, we, we, we done fucked up, everybody. We better keep Doug out of the public eye. Is it one of those or is he like frustrated? I, I'd love to know. Is he angry? Is he mad? Is he sad? Is he quitting? Is he staying? I, I don't know where he is and why he wouldn't participate in that. But I can tell you one thing. Rob Ford would have been ecstatic yesterday when that announcement came down that they're building four new subway projects in Toronto. So I don't know where this guy is, but uh, he's going to be facing some pressure because the science table yesterday agreed outdoor activities like golf, tennis, beach volleyball and more can safely resume even if they extend the stay at home order. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard an announcement on that in the next week or two or or they're going to go the other way. Like I've said, if 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 they if he isn't worried about making any more mistakes or and losing those people completely, then maybe are hanging on by a thread. Maybe the best move is to make no moves. I, I don't really know the answer to, to that, but I, I think we might hear something about some of these outdoor things in the next week or two, pending it, numbers. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I think the same thing. But one thing that's not lost on me, and I'm a big advocate for getting these outdoor activities resumed. I, I totally think we should. They shouldn't have been canceled in the first place. But it is a little ironic that the science table is now saying these things are perfectly fine. We never asked for them to be shut down, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they want the stay-at-home order to continue. Am I crazy, or is that a major contradiction from the science table? Extend the stay-at-home order. Yeah, yeah, totally tell people they can go out and play sports. Like, are we staying home, or are we going down to the lakeshore to play some beach volleyball? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can have a stay-at-home and also have that at the same time. That is definitely contradictory. I, I do agree, because you're not staying home. That's You're going out, and you're, and you're playing Sports, golf, whatever the hell it is that you like to do outdoors. Yeah, it's, it's, it is different. You almost have to come up with a new system. There's always going to be changes, and maybe that's what we need to come up with for this uh, hopefully end of wave three, you know, is, is a new type of system. Like, here's how it's going to work. I don't know. Stay at home unless you're going to the beach to play volleyball? Is that yeah, how it like, would work? That's, or I mean, stay at home unless your kid has a softball game? Yeah, no, exactly. You, you can't do that unless you're getting physical exercise. I mean, that could be it. I don't know. Enbridge says it has no plans to meet today's deadline set by Michigan's governor to shut down its vital cross-border Line 5 pipeline. That's a pipeline that connects Michigan with Ontario and Quebec. The Michigan government, uh, Gretchen Whitmer is the governor there, uh, is worried about potential for spill, worried about an environmental catastrophe. Fortunately, our federal government is actually doing their job and getting involved, saying if you shut down that pipeline, that's a major blow to Canada's economy and our energy security. You can't shut down the pipeline like I I don't understand what isn't clear perfectly to everybody. You can't shut down a pipeline. We would love to get to a day when we can get off fossil fuels. 
It should be our firm number one goal. Get the world off of its fossil fuel addiction. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we can't just throw it out. We can't just say, ah, fuck it, leave all the oil in the ground. We we, we don't use that anymore because we don't have the infrastructure yet to be able to be sufficient without fossil fuel. The entire world revolves around fossil fuel. I don't know how many solar panels you think we can build in a couple of hours or how many windmills you think we can put up, but we're not there yet. If we're going to go there, sure, let's do it. Let's set it as a goal, spend what we have to spend, and hire thousands of people to get it done. Great. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. We can't just shut down pipelines. Down in uh, parts of America, they're dealing with a major energy crisis because there's gas stations that are running out of gas. Because a pipeline apparently got hacked by Russian hackers. How does that happen? Like, I mean, are we talking about a technology that the pipeline that is used through this pipeline that's getting hacked? Or is it physically a pipeline getting hacked? No, they hacked into the software that runs the pipeline and gets the fuel in and out of it. Then why the fuck is it so easy? to? And I'm not saying it is easy, I guess. Obviously, people who know these things. But I mean, we're talking about the United States of America. that They've got some uh, good security there. How is that? How did that happen? You know, I don't know. You know, Kat, I, I hear these stories and I think to myself, some of the brightest minds in the world yeah. are in charge of American cybersecurity. How did a pipeline like that get hacked? And it's at a point right now where they say when you get into the true south, I mean, southeast, like one in five gas stations in some states is shut down because they don't have any gas. That was a major, major pipeline, and it's well, offline now. That's just a preview of what's going to happen here if we start shutting down pipelines. I know they're still investigating this, of course, but is this a money thing? Is this just to cut them off fi- like ransomware. financially? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's ransomware. Okay. Um, figure it out, guys. You've got to figure it out. And to be honest with you, I mean, stuff like this, when you're threatening a country's energy security, you're threatening their national security And I don't understand why these things aren't treated like an act of war. I really don't understand why this isn't a real serious thing. Like somebody just hacked in and took a whole bunch of our southeastern states offline. You know what? Put the military on high alert. Yeah. Well, because and and truth be told, this is this could potentially be a high alert situation because what happens next? Right. There's going to be some kind of retaliation in some way or form. They're not just going to let this slide. So both sides between, you know, the states and Russia, however this happens, it could get extremely serious and it could be brought to high alert if if it isn't already, which to me, yeah, absolutely it should be. I mean, this this is going to be a situation. Are you watching what's happening over in Israel at all? I've seen some of it, yeah. There's so many videos that are being published because everybody's got a phone and they're all filming it, especially at night, of this Israeli Iron Dome system. They have this Iron Dome defense system that shoots down incoming rockets. And I've been watching this thing go off and all the different videos that are up. It's fucking crazy, Kat. The fact that if somebody launches a missile at Israel, they can just send up another missile and shoot it down. And it's all automatic. It's not like they even have to aim. It's just, oh, shit, there's a rocket coming in. Iron Dome will take care of that. And the vast majority of those missiles that are being launched into Israel are being shot down in the sky, which is great. I don't know how they got that kind of technology, but that's fucking impressive. And is it not true that that some of it backfired a little bit or something to do with that? 
Uh, it's possible. I haven't followed all the stories. I was just watching a couple of videos uh, oh. on uh, yeah. Instagram, and it's pretty amazing, the technology, be able to shoot down an incoming rocket. I'd like to think that that's what we're going to do when the asteroid comes for us. <laughs> we're going to need Israel to shoot nah, it down. Man. Bruce, I still got Bruce Willis. I still got my money on Bruce. He's our boy. Uh, next weekend is the May 2-4 long weekend, the unofficial start of one-dose summer here in Canada. It's half-back summer, Scott. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We changed that on our show today, guys. It's not one-dose summer like the prime minister said yesterday to distract from the fact that we don't have enough vaccines. It's now half-vax summer. I think everything should be half this summer. If we're going to be half vaccinated, you you should wear half the clothes, <laughs> work half the time, I'm gonna get, drink half the booze. I'm going to get burnt to shit, but only on half my body. Yeah, exactly. Half the sunblock. Like, let's just do everything half, because if it doesn't matter, if you're just as safe from half as you are from full, what's the fucking point? We might as well just do everything half. Go ahead. You pick. Are you going bottoms off or top off? You go ahead and decide. It's half everything summer, everybody. One dose summer. I mean, I'm glad that everybody is going to be offered a shot by September, they say. And I'm going to probably guess the end of September. But I'm glad we are. It's just to spin it like that, one dose summer? Well, whatever. It's better than no dose summer. You're much better protected with one dose. At least I'll I'll take it. Whatever. In any case, they ask people, hey, since we're going to be doing the half-vax summer and you'll be able to do a few more normal things... What's on your bucket list? What is it you want to do? This list is a little all over the place, and I'm kind of surprised, but number one is probably one of the safest things you can do. Go camping. Okay. I can't believe there's that many people that are lining up to go camping this summer. Okay, so I can. I know I actually have a lot of people in my life that love, love camping, and I'm not sure how in-depth we've been on the podcast about this. Like, you and I are really big campers. I love a cottage. I'll go to a cottage. Not sleeping on the fucking ground, though. It's not happening. Not happening. In a bag you want me to sleep? Fuck off. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Not a chance. Okay, but that's realistic. Like, I'm actually kind of impressed. I figured maybe people would be out there. Like, okay, if I'm talking bucket list, I'm saying let's hope for the best that I can get on a plane. But I think this is realistic. I'm actually quite impressed with that one. Water skiing is number two. Great. Well, we're about to enter a whole new healthcare crisis, everybody, as we fill the ERs with people who got drunk and decided to try and pull themselves behind a boat. Water skiing is two. Wakeboarding is number three. Wakeboarding's hard, man. Unless you are a wakeboarder and you've done it many times. I tried once, and that was the end of it for me. I fucking ate it at Lake of Bays. Uh, Just fucking ate shit trying to wakeboard like <laughs> how bad was it describe oh, I, what happened i skidded on the water like a flat ass rock let me tell you just like right off like right just let i let go i, I don't even know what happened it, it scars me for life thinking about it so i'm the type that will from here forward i will stay on the boat i don't even do the tubing anymore like i, I don't do any of that shit i will be in the boat thanks It all comes down to the driver of the boat, right? A good driver can make anybody a decent water skier or wakeboarder. A bad driver can fuck you up. Yep. Number four is surfing. Where? I mean, I get that on the West Coast you can surf, and in even parts of the East Coast you could probably surf on the right day under the perfect conditions, but that's not really something we're doing here in Southern Ontario. There's not a lot of waves on Lake Ontario. Not nearly as many as you might think. Where are we surfing i don't know hiking 
Skydiving is on people's bucket list. Wait a minute. You're telling me that still? Why is that still a thing? Okay, this is just me. This is just my opinion. But fuck, we made it through this pandemic. We're, I, we can fucking see the light at the end of this tunnel. And you want to jump from a fucking plane? What is wrong yeah. with you? These are people that really want to tempt fate. Wow. Like just re- oh, I survived COVID. Let's jump out of an airplane. Can I say, it's <laughs> never been an exciting thought for me. Like, it's I'm terrifying people, to me. You know, and it was hot for a while, too. I mean, now you don't see it as much, maybe. But for me, anyway, uh, people that I'm friends with, I would see their videos that they would take. You know, you can take those videos. You pay a little bit extra, and they'll film you. And then the guy or girl that's jumping with you. And I think, no, no. like, this no. is the best moment of my life. I just, it doesn't appeal to me. No. It could be the last moment of your life. Exactly. That's the part that scares me. Yes. I mean, life, that's the key word there. I'd like to keep it. Yep. Fishing is number seven. Are we allowed to fish now? So apparently not. Really? Apparently that is not. No, it's uh, not not under what we are under here in, in Ontario right now. Apparently that is not the case. Uh, can you fish that, from the comfort of your own home? Somebody apparently, <laughs> like, you can't even launch your boat, apparently. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, you I can't mean, even launch your boat. Yeah, that that's what I, I just heard. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me either. I, I do think, though, we will hear something in the next week about that. Okay, it just before I finish this list, there's only two more. Imagine the irony of, we need you to physically distance, stay away from other people, because that's how you catch COVID. But don't go on your boat, and don't go camping, and don't go fishing. Hey, you want to fish by yourself? Oh, fuck that. Can't even fish by yourself. So Fucked. stupid. Uh, mountain climbing, whatever. Sunbathing, yes, here for it. Get that vitamin D. Great. And going to a national park or monument also made the bucket list for this summer. Okay. Is there a monument you want to go to that you haven't already oh, been I, to? Have you seen the big nickel in Sudbury? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I did the whole mining tour when I was there. Um, I, for me, not a monument, but I'd love to go to the falls and then that's reasonable. I can make that happen at some point this summer. I'd love to show my girls the falls, but not necessarily a monument. There's nothing that sticks out to me as being somewhere that I need to need to go see. Really? Uh, What about you? People have different ideas of what monuments are. I mean, to some people it's, oh, let's go see the national war memorial in Ottawa. Okay. That's a great trip and it's beautiful. Other people think going to see that giant fucking apple on the 401 in (laughs) Bell or Bowmanville. Is a monument. It's not. Right. Oh, we're going to see the world's largest collection of rubber bands. It's not a monument. I mean, if you want to go, fine. But let's not pretend there's some historic value to a giant ball of rubber bands. But is is there anywhere I want to go? Oh, one place that I've wanted to go for many years, but I've never actually been, is the Diefenbaker Bunker in Ottawa. Okay, the bunker. I've never. Okay, I've been to Ottawa several times. I have not been. I have not been there. Okay, so I haven't either. Apparently, some grade seven and eight class trips that go to Ottawa will go to the Diefenbaker bunker. Basically, this is a wartime bunker that was built to ensure the continuity of government. We have to be able to send Justin or whoever's in charge somewhere so that he can still run the country from a secure location. Uh So they built the Diefenbaker bunker. They just never ended up actually having to use it. But apparently, if you go in there, it's still got like a landline and all sorts of shit in it. Wow. Pretty neat. Historical piece. Yeah. Uh, Inevitably, we will start dating again. Going to restaurants, movie theaters, mini golf, all the shit that you do on a first date. And maybe that is someone's bucket list, right? I want to go on an actual date after all of this. And I hope this summer is the time. Okay. If that's you, I don't blame you at all. Yeah.
extra chewing gum. Did a survey to ask people about some of the things that could go wrong from these dates that are all coming up this summer. And they've come up with a pretty good list of embarrassing things that happen on dates all the time. So I'm not going to go through all of them because there's 30 different embarrassing scenarios that ended up on this list. But number one, above all, is awkward silences. You know, when you've tried and tried and tried to have a conversation with that other person and you've just reached the natural end, you have nothing else to bring up, nothing else to say. Yes. Awkward silence is number one. Forgetting the other person's name is number two. Oh, (laughs) how does that happen? (laughs) Okay. Well, as someone who regularly forgets people's names, let me just advocate a little bit for people like me. It's not that I'm not interested. It's not that I'm not having a great time. It's just that occasionally things slip your mind. And if you think you might have forgotten and, and you start wondering, is, is it Jenny or is it Susie? Is it uh, uh, Steve or is it Bob? If you forgot, then you can almost talk yourself into the wrong answer and then the whole thing goes sideways. So you need to find a distraction so you can check your phone and figure out what their actual name is. The biggest mistake you can do is say the name and get it wrong. You can't do that. So buy yourself some time and figure out who the fuck you're having dinner with. (laughs) Some people are dating a lot of people. (laughs) Right or wrong, they are. And you can't keep them all straight sometimes. That's what I'm wondering is if you forget the name, does it? that's going to make the person assume that you either A, don't give a flying fuck about them, or B, that you're dating so many people that you're really unsure of which one I am. Can you throw in, a, you know, like when you forget a colleague's name or you've just been introduced to someone and you forget their name? Can you, on a date, can you do the whole, hey, chief, what's up? No. Hey, champ, what's happening, bro? <laughs> you find a cre- I mean, you can certainly try to find a creative way. Or maybe uh, a, a good first date question anyway might be, uh, you, this could really fuck you over, though. You're, t- you're, you're rolling the dice if you ask them, do people ever misspell your name, by the way? I mean, you could try for that. You could try for it. It could go terribly, terribly wrong. Like if that person's name, you know, is Sue, then they'll be like, how else would you spell it? You know, and then you're kind of in a pickle like, uh, fuck, I don't know. (laughs) You know, Uh, you know, the the fucking millennials, they like to play with shit, you know, Sue, S-P-H-E-Y. You're really rolling the dice on stuff like that. But again, like, just come on, man. You should know going into it. And if not, you deserve to lose that person because that's a stupid move. Falling off your chair apparently happens enough that it showed up at number four on this list. Okay, could could nerves be added to that? Because I know stuff yeah. happens when you're nervous, right? Could, sure. Could that be like a nervous, maybe you got like the nervous foot shake going on maybe and you lose your balance and you fall? I don't okay. know. Falling off your chair is next level nervous. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> How does that happen? Number five, spilling a drink on yourself. Yeah. I actually spilled a drink on someone once and it was mortifying. <laughs> it's so funny. My, I call my husband Spilly still, even though it's been years. But he was like synonymous for knocking drinks over, especially when we were getting together with people on double dates or when he met my family. It never failed. He always knocked over a fucking bottle of beer like every single time. And so I just started calling him Spilly. It never stopped. It happens to the best of us. Don't judge. No. Uh, farting. 
and they notice. Yeah. Oh, on the first I mean, date. Ew. Okay, but there's a couple scenarios where that could happen, Kat. I mean, maybe you think, oh, I got to get this out. My belly hurts. Just a little toot here. And it comes out a little louder than you thought. Or it's like a silent but deadly. Nobody <laughs> heard it. Oh, thank God. But then you realize that smell is starting to linger, and you have to start looking around to figure out who else you can blame. <laughs> The Uber driver. Muh, fuck, what was that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Smell that? <laughs> Food in your teeth. Oh, yeah. And I mean, nobody can really judge someone else for that, right? You can, just, you can let them know, though. Be kind and let someone know. Yeah. And it's not something to be embarrassed about. Because no. it does happen to everybody. But here's the thing. Can you do that on a first date? I think you yes. I if you, that that is really telltale. If you can if you can tell someone that like if that was mean, someone said, "Oh, you got a little something in your teeth." Thank you for telling me. Like I actually appreciate that. I know now you got my back. You got my back. Whereas if you're not going to tell me, like, th- th- what the fuck? Yeah, I would I, be I, I so would, embarrassed. Yeah, I I and it would be embarrassing. It would absolutely be embarrassing. But you shouldn't be. Like you said, this is not something you should be embarrassed about. I get it. I totally agree with you, Kat. But if a, a date says to me, oh, you, you got something in your teeth, I'm thinking to myself, great. Now I got to kill myself. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I was I actually liked you. And now I'm never going to see you again. Great. Fuck. Now I got to go jump off a cliff. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> uh, no conversation. Embarrassing on a date. Yeah. I mean, when you're out of things to say, you're out of things to say. I don't think that would necessarily happen to you or I because we're used to having to stretch from time to time. Right. But not not everybody's in that scenario. You know what? And some people don't give you anything like, you know, and I'll speak from a just general perspective of, you know, get togethers, weddings, whatever it might be. You guys remember those things, right? So, you know, when you're talking to somebody and then it does just die out and you're thinking and you're doing all the work, right? Especially when you were the one doing all the work, attempting to get something out of the person. Like, fuck that. I don't have time for a fucking second, like a side hustle. You're basically (laughs) making me put in too much work. Forget it. Having a coughing fit or a sneezing fit? <laughs> Fuck me. Oh I, my God. So every couple of months, I will just go off on a sneezing fit. And I don't know if it's allergies or what. Yeah. But when I start that sneezing thing, it's gonna it's, it's not going to be, oh, I sneezed twice or three times. It's no. going to be like 15 times. Your sneezing streak is outrageous sometimes. But it hardly ever happens. When it does, though, it's like, oh, Fuck, this is going to take like an hour. When it does happen, it's hilarious because I'll usually, bless you, you know, typical first few times. Oh, bless you. Bless you. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) It turns on you real quick, doesn't it? Are you okay? What the fuck? (laughs) Splitting your pants. Okay. uh, Came in at number 22. Wow. Okay, so in a first date scenario, is this because of an activity that's happening? Like maybe you... Like, let's go mini golfing and you're bending over and picking up your ball. I'm confused. Or, or maybe you're wearing pants that you shouldn't be wearing to begin with. Is, is that where that comes from? Um, You know, it could be any of those things. The one that instinctively came to my mind was, I mean, as a chubbier guy, I would like to look as slim as possible. So maybe I wear some jeans that are a little more fitted for me to try and suck some of it in. If I go to sit down the wrong way without doing the little adjustment on my pants, then I could split my pants. And then I just look like that fat fuck who split his pants on the date. (laughs) The button flies off and fucking pokes her eye out. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I can see how it would happen. Yes, that would be horrible. 
Your card getting declined gives me like PTSD. Fuck, that is that is embarrassing. And c- let me just say something too about that. There's nothing that you can do or say really, but we all do it and say it to try to make ourselves feel better out loud. Okay, and I don't give a shit if you're on a first, especially if you're on a first date. It's the worst, absolutely. But even if you're at Walmart and it's just you and it's the person at the till, you and them, card declined, it's always the same shit. Oh, fuck, got to call my bank. What's going on here? But the chip must be broken or something. My <laughs> stripe is not working. It's an old card. It's an old card. Uh, okay, all right, I'll just have to pay uh, with an, an another means. But, man, the bank's going to hear from me, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. I. Uh, it's happened to the best of us, guys. If, if you're ever in that scenario... Don't rush to judgment. Don't think that, oh, they don't have any fucking money or that they're (laughs) trying to scam you out of something. It's not always like that. So case in point, once I got a uh, notification from my bank that there was some suspicious activity on your card. And it was a card that I never use. I just have it for emergencies or if I've got to make a quick online purchase or something like that. So I locked my card, not even thinking about it. Because about a week went by, I went to use that card, and of course, the card came back declined. And I thought, the fuck, I have money. What's going on? And I thought, like, people are looking around at me judging. People in line behind me are like, look at this fucking guy's card got declined. I I swear to God, I have money. It's just, I'd totally forgotten that I locked my own card. So it came back declined. And you had to say it out loud, right? Yeah, I, uh, I locked my card. Yeah, and nobody believes you. you they just look at say, you like, yeah, okay, sure, sure. But that's what people do, right? They say it out loud. Like, nobody ever just sucks it up. And I've worked in an industry before where people gave me cards, and that shit happened from time to time. And every single time someone says something. It rarely happens where someone says nothing at all and just says, okay, use that. Nonchalantly. It's always a reason. Oh, no, it must be an issue with, with a, the RBC. Fuck that up, eh? Like, fucking Scotiabank and their shitty rules and their oh, dumb cards. I'm going to Google if MasterCard is down everywhere because it must be. <laughs> like, no, it's just you, asshole. We all know. <laughs> okay, last one on this. Embarrassing things that happen on dates when you inadvertently order something that's way spicier than you can handle. One time. Oh, it, you this did has it? Happened. You yeah. did it? And it was so fucking stupid. This was like, I don't know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. I was at an Eastside Mario's location and I ordered the Hell's Kitchen chicken because I can handle the Hell's Kitchen chicken. No problem. I can handle good spicy shit. But they had one of those peppers on the side. It's like a it looks like a little baby tomato, but it's a pepper. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's oh, red. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I avoid those. Yeah. So the very I had never had one before. I'd never had one, and I thought, oh, cool, a pepper. I popped it in my mouth. Cat, my eyes would not stop watering for about half an hour. Oh, my God. It was like I was crying, and I was coughing, and my face turned red, and I got uncomfortable, and my stomach hurt. It was fucking insane. Now, now I can eat those things like they're chips because I've tried them before, and I've gotten used to them, and it's fine. Were you on but a at the date? time, I was with my wife at the time. Oh, Okay. We were with another couple, though, and I'm sure she was quite embarrassed that I was like ready to <laughs> I was ready to climb over the bar and suck off that gun that spits out the pop and the water. 
You give me that right fucking now. Does he say Mario's have yogurt or something? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I need milk and a bowl of sugar right fucking now. You know, there's always that big giant tomato in the middle of the restaurant. You're just there trying to suck on it. Like, no, 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 give me something. <laughs> I would eat the ice out of the urinal right now just to cool my oh. fucking mouth off. <laughs> oh, it'll still be a while before we're dating, though. Have yourselves a good one, everybody, and thank you for listening on a Wednesday. We've got another edition tomorrow, and then on Friday, Dave Blizzard is going to join us. Starbucks is launching the Strawberry Funnel Cake Frappuccino. It has as many calories as a double cheeseburger at McDonald's. It's a blend of strawberry puree and whipped cream with funnel cake pieces and powdered sugar. If you want one, just walk in and say, uh, Vente Diabete. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Italy, a nurse accidentally gave a woman six doses of the Pfizer vaccine in one shot. I, I think in Italy they call that family style. And uh, I... McDonald's will release new McCafe cups later this year that include vaccination information and federal health slogans to promote vaccine confidence. Something like, what are you worried about? You eat here. Jeff Bezos has quite a project going. The founder of Amazon is reported to be building a $500 million super yacht that is so big, the Suez Canal would get stuck in it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.